What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allente. I have an amazing guest on the show. His name is Jerry Norton. He runs a YouTube channel called Flipping Mastery. He's got like 350,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. I think that you should be one of them. He puts out amazing content, amazing guy. And he's one of our speakers at Flip Hacking Live this year. I am excited to announce that Jerry's going to be coming to speak at Flip Hacking Live. And we are going through a bunch of the speakers right now, um, putting out their content, what they're going to be talking talking about and he has if you stay till the end you'll you'll have this gold nugget piece like this appetizer of what he's going to be talking about and you've got to come you got to attend our event flip hacking live go to fliphackinglive.com grab your ticket don't wait the prices go up like every week i want to save you guys money i want you to come we have 25 amazing speakers and a life changing immersive event over 3 days that are, i think right now this market is just crazy. Like things are changing on a regular basis. You've got to know where we are and you've got to know where we're going. And we're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about where we are in the market. We're going to talk about how to market for deals right now. We're going to talk about some niche strategies you can use right now in today's market when interest rates were at 3%, how you can use that to leverage and buy houses for no money out of your pocket. We're going to talk about sales techniques and tactics. I'm going to talk about the mindset that you need to have going into this winter this recessionary period, what you need to have, what tools you need to have available to you. We're gonna talk about KPIs. We're gonna dive into every marketing channel and look and see what's working, what's not working in the marketplace and share actual numbers from our mastermind. On Thursday night, we are going to have round tables where you can sit around and you can talk to Jerry Norton. You can sit at a table with him and ask him questions. You can sit with me and ask me questions. All the speakers, they'll have their own round table. You can ask them very direct questions for hours. These people are very approachable. They're gonna be attending the event. They'll be at the event. You'll see them in the hallway. It's amazing. You have to be there. Fliphackinglive.com, October 13th, 14th, and 15th in Orlando, Florida. All right, that's it. Come to the event. And now we got the show with Jerry Norton. We'll roll the theme music. We'll pop in and we'll see what's up and who Jerry Norton is and what he's doing and how he can help you and why you have to attend this event if you're at all serious about growing your business, growing your financial future, growing your impact, growing your income, and really creating that legacy of wealth and time for your family. Come to this event, fliphackinglive.com. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody, I've got an amazing show for you today. Uh, somebody I met recently, so there's, uh, there's, I've met some people inside of a mastermind group that I'm in, and they introduced me. I asked for some referrals of people who had great character, high, really high integrity, and were in the real estate um, kind of coaching, education business, or uh, speakers. And, um, and one of the people that was recommended to me was my guest today, Jerry Norton. And I've got, I jumped on a call with Jerry. He was very quick to respond um, to the intro. And we've kind of gotten to know each other over the phone. And this is really the first time we're kind of, I'm diving in, asking him a bunch of questions about what he does. I've been watching him from a distance for a very long time. If you guys don't know who Jerry Norton is, um, you're obviously not like following house flipping and real estate on YouTube because a massive YouTube audience has built an amazing business and has some incredible knowledge. And in fact, when I was trying to start building my YouTube channel, he was one of the people that I kind of looked at and studied. And as you guys know, I really do like to take 
what other people are doing and make a little Frankenstein model myself. And so I'm very thankful that Jerry's putting out all this information publicly for free, frankly, um, on YouTube, on his Flipping Mastery TV, so that I can use it. And I've used it in the past a ton. So it, I'm incredibly thankful, Jerry, for everything that you do for the audience, your audience, everybody out there. And I'm really excited to have you on the show today and coming to speak at Flip Hacking Live. So that's really amazing. So uh, if Welcome to the show. If you can just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, like give a quick background and um, for anybody who doesn't know who you are. Yeah, and thank you, Bill. It's been exciting for me to get to know you too. I'm always so thrilled to be able to meet really high caliber people in the industry, especially in education who are really trying to help people be successful at this. Um, like you have been around a while, um, started in real estate about almost 20 years ago now. So um, kind of like an old dog in the industry, I guess. I've uh, been doing education for maybe about 10, 12 years now, I think, and started in Metro Detroit at about as low as you could go in in the price point. And, and um, like I was flipping, you know, $5,000 houses, like where you buy them for $5,000. Uh, and even lower, I had a, I, I did about 20 wholesale deals where I got the contract for $1,500 and wholesaled them for $3,000. And so... That's kind of my start. Uh, and then over the years though, I've always looked at the business as, a, as how can I take where I'm at right now and stepping stone, you know, step that into the next level. And I was never okay with status quo. I was always trying to push myself a little bit out of my comfort zone. Um, and it was a slow process, but I, I continually tried to develop myself and grow as an investor, as a flipper. And so I started to move into higher price points and now fast forward to today, and I like to do luxury, so so three to five million dollar homes. Uh, I like to either renovate and flip those, or even build those from ground up, new construction. Uh, working on a project right now here in Puerto Rico, where I live, that is a 20 lot oceanfront development, and these are gonna be eight to 10 million dollar homes. So it's been wild how I've gone from like, you know, these $5,000 houses up to multi-million dollar houses, but what's exciting is anybody can start in this business. Most people start with wholesaling. It's a great entry point, but you can continually move yourself up the ladder into uh, you know higher margin deals, or if you're a volume person, more volume, whatever it might look like for you, but there is no ceiling. And I, I, I try to convey that as much as I can to people. Uh, we talked about it earlier, create a vision for your life and there is no ceiling in this business. That's what I love about real estate. You can continually do bigger type of deals and progress into whatever it is that, that, you, that you find enjoyable. Uh, it can be commercial, apartments, multifamily, like I do, luxury. And that's so exciting to think that you can start wherever you're at and progress into a multi-million dollar business and really live your dream life. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's... I feel like in the beginning it was, the challenge that I see with a lot of people is that zero to one transition. Like having never done a deal to do that first one. And I, I tell this a lot, but I think that zero to one, that's like the biggest obstacle that people have because that, that changes belief. Like you think you can do it before, but when you actually do it, that's a belief shift that changes. And then one to 10 is a lot easier, 10 to 100 is even easier, and then over 100 or, or even transitioning to another industry. Um, what I found in, in building a real estate business is I feel like I have the skills now that I could actually run any business. Yeah. It's not just a real estate business. And, and so what I thought I was getting in for was this real estate entrepreneur, this, this side hustle for me at the time. But I've been able to 
to give advice in many other industries, other coaches, consultants, other business owners. And I feel like what I've learned here is like insanely valuable. The, the knowledge and information and experience, like the experience bucket, like nobody can take that away from me, which is really cool. Well, what's the, the difference there, Bill, is you treat it like a business. So it's not, I tell people, uh, don't chase a deal. Don't try to find and do a deal but rather build a business that does deals, right? And there's a huge difference between doing a deal and building a business that does deals because a business that does deals focuses on processes and systems and developing the right people. And the whole goal is to remove yourself from the day-to-day and actually run it like a real business, which is most of the, of the lower level activities are handled by teams and processes and systems and you're at the top doing high level activities and really reaping the benefit of what that business produces. So many people get into flipping and they stay this solopreneur, right? They're a, a, a small, per, a, a one man show or one woman show and they never really develop into a business. And that's a big, that's a big key indicator of how you're gonna actually reach your goals and make this a lifestyle business. Yeah, I remember when I got started, it was, I was doing like one house a year. So I was flying airplanes for the Navy and I was doing one house a year, but I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Like I was, <laughs> if the contractor didn't show up or didn't do something, I was there all night in the morning. I was looking for the properties. And then I would get so involved in that, that flip that I wouldn't be out looking for the next one. Yeah. And so I got that one done, sold it. I made $43,000 on the first one, but, and that's like half of my salary. That was half my salary for the year. But when I broke it down, I was making like $12 and 50 cents an hour. <laughs> the amount that I work, but nobody does that, right? Everybody's like, I made $43,000, this is so amazing. And then it took me six months to find my next one because I finally, I had my head buried in the deal when I pulled my head up and it was under contract and I was still doing the repairs and then it closed and I got this check and I was like, this is awesome, put it in the bank. It took me six months to find the next one. And then it yeah. took me six months to do that one. I made $45,000 on that. And that's when, after that second one, that's when I broke down and said, I was, like there's people doing hundreds of these. I have no idea how they're doing it, but I got to figure it out because, and, and then it was my mentor that I hired to say, you got to go hire somebody. You have a full-time job. You want to do 12. You're having trouble doing one. How are you going to do that? I was yeah. like, he's like, you need to hire somebody. I was deathly afraid to hire someone. Like yeah. I just said, no, that's my non-negotiable. I'll do it all myself. I don't want to hire anybody. Don't be responsible for anybody else. And that was the identity shift that I had to make. Like looking back, what I realize now is the reason I went from one to 67 that first year to 135 to 187, we just kept doing more and more and more was because I was able to say yes to what he told me that I needed to do. It took me a couple weeks, I'm pretty hard headed and hired that person. And so the question I have for you is looking back, like that's the thing in that business. And the thing in my, in my uh, coaching business, I realized like my mastermind groups when I bought the company for my mentor three years ago, I had to figure out how to market and sell from stage. Like I had to figure out how to get people to say yes to themselves, how yeah. to figure out, like, because I knew that I had a great product, yeah. but I just wasn't good at selling it. it was, I was like, oh, if it's good, they'll just say yes. But yeah. that's not the case. Like I have to, if you have something really good, it's your duty to sell it. And, and I sell it pretty hard. And I won't ap ever apologize for that ever again. I would have two, three years ago, but now I won't because if I have it, I know that you need it, and I'm, I'm going there and I'm gonna get you to either say yes, yes or no to yourself, that's it. Like you're gonna say yes, this is for me, or no, this is not for me. And I'm not like crushing you on the hood of the car, but I knew that this was something that, 
that I needed to do. I needed to figure out. Looking back, that's, that's what changed everything for that business. And, and me being so passionate that I can be excited and exuberant about it and, and, and persuasive to people to say yes to themselves because they need that. They need to change their beliefs. So those are the two things that, that I saw in my life. What are the things that you had to kind of overcome in the beginning of your journey maybe in real estate and then maybe like throughout the time if there's some things where you're like looking back I was not willing to do that and I had to do it to kind of get to where I am now because I think a lot of people have that inside of them yeah. and they're trying to figure out like how do I push past this barrier yeah well first of all what you're talking about here is your own self-limiting beliefs and I had a lot of those when I got in the game and in fact they were the biggest deterrent that that prevented me from having success sooner and more consistently was I was I was self-sabotaging my own success and I think that's where most people are um, we grow up with so many negative beliefs that are instilled you know from our childhood that it takes a very concerted effort to overcome those and so for me I put a lot of emphasis on my own personal development in the beginning in fact I honestly believe that success in real estate or business or probably anything in life is like 80% mindset or maybe even 90% mindset and 10 or 20% strategy, you know? So the the technique going to Jerry's YouTube channel or going to, to Bill Allen's masterminds or live events, that's the 10 to 20%. I mean, you, you do cover mindset, but the technique on how to flip a house or how to hire contractors or how to motivate how to find motivated sell all of that that's the 10 percent part and it's human nature to want to focus on that we think to ourselves man if i only had the right strategy or the right training or the right technique the right money the right partner the right business model then i would be successful when that's actually not even nearly you need that but that's only the 10 percent part and so uh one thing that was really transformational for me was i had this mindset bill that money took effort money was hard you because I, I was taught that from my dad growing up on a farm was work hard if you work hard and you pay your dues then you'll be rewarded and there's some truth to that that's not like that's not true but there is no correlation with hard and money and when i finally developed the mindset that this is the belief i adapted was the less i work the more i make which sounds so counterintuitive. Even when I say it now, I have to really think, do I really believe that? Is that really true? Because uh, it was so ingrained in me that you had to work hard to get money, work hard to have success, work hard to get the goal. And now I have this idea that, no, I don't have to work harder. It's not about me putting in time and effort and energy. It's really about, can I create a model that will the money will just keep coming the money will come and the better the model and the, like you said the the better the, mo, the the better the service whatever it is i'm doing and teaching and training or, or or giving to the marketplace the more valuable that is the more of a need it solves the more of a problem it solves then the more i'm going to get paid and the more i build that model where where i don't have to do all the heavy lifting the more money i'll make and it's amazing now because I really do live a dream life where I don't overwork. I, uh, it's not been easy, but I, I, I'm really balanced. I spend a lot of time with my family and doing things that I love to do. And I continually make more money. I, I continually do more deals and bigger deals. And that's from adapting a mindset really early on, working on a mindset of 
how do I develop myself so that I'm not the one having to do everything? How do I believe, take on a belief system that I really can work less and make more money? And I think that's a real fundamental to, to this business. Yeah, I, so first of all, I love that you said that it's 10 or 20% tactics because typically what you hear from somebody who's selling a product or a coaching program, right, is like, no, you need all this stuff that I have. Like you need this 80%, 90%, you need to come in and get the secrets. Here's the, here's like the golden goose that I'm gonna give to you, right? And this, it's over here behind the firewall is all these tactics and things that you need. What I find, I've been studying this a lot. I'm a, like kind of a data nerd and I look at, I look at everybody that comes through and, and joins our program and the successful people and the people who are struggling and all that through, throughout it all. And what I find, is on the front end, people want like tactics, right? They're coming in, that's their problem usually when they're getting started, they're looking for something. And so the challenge for us is we can't sell the mindset shift, the belief change, like we gotta sell the tactics, right? And then when they come in, they come into the world, what I find is most people stay for the community. They stay for the culture, they stay for the people, they stay for each like the accountability like pushing themselves like it's all in there it's all in there and a good coach knows how to pull it out they know how to pull it out and they know how to like create a space that people can be vulnerable open and most of the time we're talking about all the things that are holding us back and we're struggling with and things like that not beating on our chest saying how awesome we are so creating an environment like that has really changed the business or like our business in seven figure flipping for our people and, and I'm very, I, I'm totally on board with you with it's 10 or 20% tactics, which are important, especially in the beginning. But like, you know, it's out there. Like you can go, it's, it's all there. And a lot of times I'm like, I just want to, I have all the pieces of the puzzle. I just don't know how to put it together. I just want somebody to show me how to put the puzzle together quickly. And so the mindset piece is, it seems to be like a cliche, like it's talked about all the time, but it is hands down the most important and being like truly immersed in this environment of other people who are, like one person's lifting you up and you're reaching up to help somebody else. Like you're re reaching down and reaching up. And it's really cool to see, we see that inside of our community, that they know, like you come to our event, it, like Flip Hacking Live, I had set it up such that there's a ton of tactics and strategy in there, but it's a fine balance between that and the belief change and the shift. But honestly, that doesn't sell tickets. But when yeah. you come there and you are in that room, that's what changes your life. And that's what changed my life. Yeah, there's something that I love about the way you're looking at that because I think whether you're the, the leader of an organization, your own business, or if you're uh, in mentoring or coaching like you are, um, like I am, if you're any type of influence, people want to associate with and align with a visionary who is going somewhere and has belief systems that they're really that they own and they're proud of and they're excited about. You talked about how you're, you're, you, you can sell your product because you believe in it so strongly that it can change lives and that it can bless people and help them build a business that will be successful. And that belief you have, that's what is attracting someone to your event. That's why, you know, someone wants to associate and be, you know, around me. I, and it's not for everybody. Like I openly share my Christian views. I talk about how I have 10 kids. I talk about my life and, and I'm an open book that way. I break down how much I make on a deal and how much I lose on a deal. Like I'm just, I want to be real with people where they can say, 
man, I, I like this guy's values. I like his principles. I love the philosophies he has. I like the way he, I align with the way he wants to, wants to run his business. I, I can be with someone like this and learn from someone like this. And that's more valuable than any kind of tactic or how to fill out a contract or any of that kind of stuff. That stuff has to be there. Like that's gotta be part of the foundation. Like if the, if that's, if they come to, if they come to flip hacking live and they're not getting the meat and potatoes, you gotta have that. That's like, that's gotta be there. But that part, you've done so many deals, Bill, that that's, that's all there. But really you're taking someone into that event and you're saying to them, if you can walk out of here after three days and catch the vision for what this can be for you in your life, whatever that looks like for you. But if you can walk out of here and really have a grasp on the vision for your own life, then you've done you've done your job at that event because you can gain all of that other stuff like that stuff's there. Go, go, go to the members area and get all that stuff. I've got that for you. Right. Get all that stuff. But now if you've got the vision for your own life and you and you bought into that vision, nothing's going to stop you from getting to the top. You'll plow through every obstacle. You'll climb over every wall because you're going to have them. Right. The setbacks are going to come. But you've got now a vision for your life that can overcome all of that. That's that big why, you know, and my goal is to help people gain the why. Everything else is easy, not easy, but, you know. Do everything else when you have a, a compelling why you want to change your life and do this. I love that. Yeah, last year we had three words. It was it's simple, it works, and you can do it too. And that was like the theme of the entire event for three days. Everybody yeah. came up. It's simple, it works, and you can do it too. And if you walk out of there thinking that and believing that, not even thinking that, believing that, like you have to truly believe it, like in your head and your heart. And then, like, people just have crushed it this year. I've seen people just blow up businesses, quit their jobs. It's been crazy to see what's happened based on that. And they still talk about that. Like, that is, and they realize, like, there's a guy, a guy presented on his driving for dollars. The, uh, uh, system that he was using. He would hire drivers, had a whole system, gave him the entire system. And he was like, this is simple. Like I did 60 deals yeah. from this last year. His cost of acquisition was four or $500 per deal. It was crazy. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, that's like 10 times less than what mine was. And, yeah. and he's like, it's simple, it works and you can do it too. And here it is. Like at the end, he's oh. like, can anybody feel like they can't do this? And I want to go, yeah. like, I can do that. I want to go back to what you were saying earlier about your first deal, then your 10th deal, then your 100th deal. You know, that first deal, it's that proof of concept. And that first deal is so vital to to really making this business work. So many people quit before that first deal. And it's really sad because if they could just get to that first deal, they'd catch, they'd catch that proof of concept. They would be able to. It's a it's a confidence thing now where you're like, man, I did it. It worked. Who cares if you make $1,500 or $15,000? That doesn't matter. It's that you went through the process, you successfully completed a transaction, and that proof of concept is what usually will propel people to now really commit to the business. So I tell people, just whatever you gotta do, whatever you have to do to get to that first deal, gain that confidence, do that proof of concept, know now that it does work, you can do this, and then what happens is you sit back and you say, now how do I do that five times a month, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. and. I believe in the law of momentum. It takes time and energy and effort. It's hard to get the first deal. It's hard. It's a little bit less harder to get 
the fifth deal and it's even less to get the 10th deal. But here's the thing. Your 10th deal is going to be 10 times easier than your first deal. And your 100th deal is going to be 100 times easier than your 10th deal. And it's because you're creating momentum, you're building traction, you're getting better at your processes, you're getting better leads, you're getting more comfortable. And so now you close, instead of closing one out of 100 offers, you close four out of 100 or whatever. And so everything starts to build on itself. As long as you're focusing on processes and systems and people, then it's gonna continually build on itself. And that momentum is so important to create momentum. You've got to figure out how to create momentum to really build a business. And that's the key to this. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like a flywheel, right? It's just the more you push it, faster and faster it goes and less energy and work that has to take from the person that's, that's moving it. I'll tell you, I'll I remember, tell you something. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, I'll tell you something fascinating. I had this vision. I've talked about this a little bit on my YouTube channel. But early on, I set a goal to one day do a flip that was a million dollar net profit. And at the time that was like nowhere even near the type of deals I was doing. So I set this goal and uh, and it was like one of my big goals. Like one day, one day I'm gonna do this. And I, I put it up, I wrote it down, I thought about it all the time. And it took about 10 years, I think, to get there. And when I did that first deal, it was a new construction luxury flip, netted, net, net, net after everything, a million dollars. And it was the most, it was the most exhilarating, exciting experience because I had this goal. And, but then what happened was it was like a reset of my thermostat. And since then now I've done several million dollar flips and they've been easier, it's, they come more natural. Uh, it's not even a thing anymore. It's just, it's like when I did a hundred thousand dollar deal now. And now I'm looking at deals, I, I've got some deals I'm working on that are gonna be much more than a million dollar per, per house flip. And it's, there's something happens when you can transition through that progress, right? Your, your mind says, okay, now a, a $10,000 deal is now normal. A $100,000 deal is now normal. A million dollar deal can become your new normal. And that's just progressing and developing yourself as you go. So I tell people, you, you always wanna live outside your comfort zone. You cannot stay where you're comfortable. If you're comfortable doing flips that make you 25,000, that's okay for today. But as soon as you do that $25,000 flip, be thinking to yourself, how do I push now into the next, what's the next home run deal look like for me? How do I put myself, take a little bit more risk, get into that uncomfort zone so that I can continually grow myself and my business into bigger deals? Yeah, I gave this presentation of the laws of success, like the secrets of success last year at uh, FHL. And it was like, we had, I put a, one of the one of them was the thermostat it's like yeah. your potential is going to change and so the the interesting thing is you're looking at resetting your thermostat up but i see in a lot of people especially when they're getting started and they have this broken belief system this poverty type mindset is they their thermostat is set low and so when it starts heating up they let it cool back down yeah. they start saying you know uh no i'm, I'm only good enough to do this or i, I you know I, I can't make this much money or i can't do this and and then it's just if they start cooling off, like they start actually self-sabotaging themselves. So resetting that thermostat is, is key. Your, your, your mindset has changed so much that you can easily start adjusting it up, right? And so when I look at a lot of people, I'm, sometimes they'll be doing really, really well and they don't even see it, but inside there's something, like there's some identity piece that's holding them back. Maybe it's a problem from the past or a, a wound or something and that they just 
can't push through and they're, they're just like sabotaging themselves back. So we kind of talked about that, about how resetting your thermostat is so important. That's why lottery winners give their money back in a couple of years. Um, and they're just, they're just their thermostat set of, I, I don't have this million dollar mindset. Well, it's fascinating if you think about it in the flipping space, if you fix and flip a deal that nets 100,000, or you fix and flip a deal that nets 25,000, really the difference between those two is extremely minimal. You're still, rent you're still buying, you're still renovating, you're still reselling. That whole thing is almost the same, whether it's a small deal that makes 25 or a big deal that makes 100. There's virtually very little difference between the two. Maybe a little bit bigger rehab, maybe a little more capital, maybe, but, but other than that, it's not much different. In fact, renovating and flipping a $500,000 house versus a $200,000 house even your materials is probably not much different. It's the same cabinet, same granite, same flooring, just a nicer neighborhood. But that $500,000 deal might make you 60 or 70 versus the $200,000 deal makes you 30, or, you know what I mean? Whatever the margins are, usually it's not much more time, energy and effort to do a, a, a bigger deal. It's a mental thing. People just mentally, like they can't borrow that much money for the deal. It's it's in a neighborhood they're they feel uncomfortable with. They they don't want to spend five thousand dollars on appliances because they're used to spending two thousand dollars on appliances, right? And they let that small difference prevent them from making four times as much money for the same effort. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Like you can push yourself to that next level a lot easier than you think. You just gotta get unstuck from where you're at. You know, the funny thing is, I, so I've done three higher end deals in Pensacola, Florida, and I, I wrote about it in my book. I've talked about lots of different things, but I've lost, I lost 70,000, 50,000 and 30,000 on those three deals. And, and there, I, I talk about all the reasons why I lost that money. Yeah. Um, number one, it was there, they're a little bit like I couldn't use my $150,000 house contractor on the $700,000 house. They just don't know like the, the touches that need to happen at that time. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't think about the amount of people that were actually in the market, like the demand for yeah. a $700,000 house when the, the median home price is $160,000. So there's only, and they can be way more picky. So like, and, and so I brought a luxury like house flipper on the podcast recently and talked to her about like, that's her niche. She was an interior yeah. designer. She knows that niche. She knows that market. She kills it in that market. Yeah. And I was this like volume house flipper that wanted A, B and C type. And my contractors were all trained that way. We're doing like 30 or four, we're doing like 20 deals a month, three or four of those yeah. being flips, the rest wholesale. And they're just knocking them out. And it was just like, I didn't have the systems or processes built for that. And so every time I talk to people, it's like, I want them to know that exactly what you're saying is 100% possible. And honestly, I carry around probably a ton of weight from those three and it projects yeah. out of me to other people sometimes. And so as you're talking, I'm sitting there going, oh, that one hurt, like that one hurt a little bit. And it's still this wound that I carry around. I go, you know what? I'm just gonna stick to the median home price, first and second time home buyer, yeah. because I, I, I'm, I'm cool there. I, that's what I know, but I could very easily move up to that. And just knowing exactly the demand, who the realtors are there, start networking with those types of contractors, the materials that are needed, what the what the demand is in that marketplace for that, and, and de-risk that situation massively by learning it, studying it, knowing it quickly, and, and just going and saying, okay, I'm gonna get over this 
this problem. Like I, can't, I seriously, I, I have no problem raising millions of dollars. I have this yeah. wound from, yeah. well, the last three luxury houses I did, they all lost money. So I've seen a trend here that I don't it's, like. It's definitely a learning curve. So for me, Bill, it was really interesting because I gradually got myself up to the million dollar house. And at the time I was flipping in Southern Utah doing new construction flips. And that market at the time was about a million dollars. Like if you pushed it outside of a million, your buyer pool would shrink drastically and it's high risk. So, but I wanted to keep going. So I moved out of that market. I went to Scottsdale, Arizona. Now Scottsdale, Arizona has a very healthy market for three to 5 million. I mean, they have a market for 10 million, even higher now, but everything's doubled now. But um, my first, my first three years at the 3 million price point, I completely didn't make money. I wouldn't say I, I uh, didn't learn. I learned so much. Uh, the first one I lost 200,000, I think. And then the second two, I broke even. But this was three years of blood, sweat and tears trying mm -hmm. to do 3 million. But I did it, I did it wrong. I, I spent way too much on landscaping. I did this, I did that. I learned all the things, but then I, but I, but I had a big vision. I had a long-term vision of luxury. So it was okay. And I was still doing other flips. So it wasn't like I, I lost money, you know, overall, I was still doing other yeah. stuff. But after those three flips, the next one was the million dollar win, right? The fourth one was, I because I figured out enough, I learned enough from my mistakes that I did that one the right way and, and then did it, right? So now, and now the three to $5 million price point is very comfortable for me because now I've done it a handful of times now. And so now it's like, okay, that's the new comfort zone. And now I'm ready for, I got one right now I'm doing that's a 6 million. I got another one we're doing that's an 8 million. And then I got the 20 lot project that I wanna, I wanna be at 10 million. And so again, it's just moving myself into those price points. Someone listening to that, if you're like, dang, I'm just trying to get my first deal. My point isn't, you know, do $10 million flips. It's, it's if, if, you're, if right now a $5,000 wholesale deal would be a really big win for you, I just don't want you to live there, you know, get there, yeah. make that your comfort zone, but then make 10,000 10, the uncomfortable place that you're stretching yourself to. So you're buying deeper or, you know, if, if, maybe for you, maybe for you, Bill, if you're cranking out the, the, the median home price range and the, whatever that is, what is that? 400,000, 300,000. Yeah, it is now. <laughs> maybe not a million, maybe maybe a 600,000 ARV, you know, or something like that and start to work your, just be slow, be careful, be strategic. But that's how I did. I did not jump into that stuff very fast. Yeah. And I like what you said, because in there, there's a piece of it, kind of what we were talking before the show, right? We were talking about uh, the farm and me losing $130,000 last yeah. year and, and using that to figure out how to make money this year, right? I changed the entire business model. I made tweaks. So what you did was you like, you sowed those seeds for losing 200, breaking even on a couple, putting in the time, three years, like you're, and, and you having this vision of where you wanna go and knowing that and, and all of that work not wasted. So the interesting piece that I hear is those three houses that are painful and if, you know, now all the things that you learn from that how do you then take it and, and use it to make sure that doesn't happen again? So like, I have the playbook of what I should have done, and we all do, right? Um, all of us know kind of in, and that, that's what I think is cool, is we're constantly like, I love that quote, don't live there. Like, don't live where you are. If you wanna go somewhere else, don't live where, where, you're, where you're at right Don't now. live there. You're, you, human nature is to wanna be in a comfort zone, and so 
guys like you, Bill, and what I've tried to do is I make the uncomfortable now the comfortable. Meaning, yeah. if things are if things are smooth right now in my life in my business, if I'm coasting, then I know I'm not growing. So now comfortable feels uncomfortable because I know I'm not pushing myself. So so now it's like okay, things are going too easy, things are smooth, everything's coasting. What do I got to do to put myself now in an uncomfortable place? where that anxiety is going to force me to grow and develop to a new level. And yeah. people try to avoid the uncomfortable so much. I, I can't tell you, Bill, how many people I sit down with and mentor and they're like, man, I got a good job. I got this going on. I got that going on. I want to, I don't like it. I'm not happy. And I want to build a real estate business, but how do I build a real estate business, but not, but not uh, sacrifice anything. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? You you have to sacrifice. If it's not extremely uncomfortable, then you're probably not doing it right. Like that's gotta be normal for you. You gotta think about what do I gotta do to put myself in a really uncomfortable place? And when I say that, I mean, there's anxiety's good. It's good for us to have anxiety. Not, I'm not talking stress. I'm talking, you're forcing yourself to stretch outside of what's normal for you. If you can't learn how to stretch outside of what's normal, then you're 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 gonna you're not gonna grow. You're not gonna develop as a person as a business owner, and so that needs to become okay. Like it's good. It's okay that you do a deal that loses money. That's okay because you're gonna learn so much and do it better the next time. You have to be okay with that if you're gonna do this business. Yep, definitely. Comfort is like the enemy of progress. I see it all the time. We sit in that comfort. If you feel good, I always say this, like you can't have a plan B, plan C, plan D and just dip your toe in because when it gets tough, you're just going to go, oh, I'll just fall back on this plan B or plan C. It's I, the people I see that have the most success. They're the people that just jump in. They do. They do. They're paying a mentor. They do what they're told. They just do it. They don't. If they knew how to do it already, they would already have been doing it. They just are doing yeah. it. They when somebody says do this, they say, OK. And that's what I did. I feel like if I'm going to pay twenty five thousand dollars to somebody, if they tell me what to do, and they're way more successful than me in this business, and, and their life is actually even more enjoyable, like the, the guy's not even hardly working, two hours a week. I'm going, if he's gonna tell me what to do, I'm gonna say, okay, and I'm just gonna go do yeah. it. And it's like showing up in a karate dojo, and the sensei tells you what to do, and you're like, no, I, wanna, I know what to do. No, he's yeah. gonna kick your butt. <laughs> like, yeah. And so, it, you know, in all of this stuff, it's kind of, You've got to get yourself uncomfortable. You really do. Hey, I, so I want to wrap it up, but I, you're going to be you're going to be coming to uh, Flip Hacking Live. You're going to be speaking there. So I'm really excited. excited about that. Since we have a show here, we talked about kind of mindset for ninety percent. Let's talk about ten percent tactics. Like, what yeah. are you going to talk about at the event, and yeah. why should people care and come? Well, I'm going to talk about one of the things that I'm pretty passionate about. Most probably most passionate about, and that's uh, on market real estate investing meaning how to source and find deals on market listed for sale with real estate agents. Uh, it's an area I've got tremendous experience in. Um, I've really dialed in the tactics and the processes, the steps. How do you get agents to actually bring you deals? How do you put those deals together? Whether you're going to wholesale them or flip them, what does that look like? What are the ins and outs? What are the nuances? What are the challenges? And really how to do that effectively. Um, and it's a, it's what I think about it is, a lot of people who are doing off market uh, and they're doing lead gen and they're doing all the marketing and they're they're doing whether it's cold calling or they're doing PPC or texting, whatever the other things are, learning how to also do on market just adds a whole nother layer 
of deal source to, to your business, of lead gen to your business, that can have a massive impact. And so um, that's what we're going to be talking about. I, I'm, I'm excited to be sharing some of these things that, that now doing thousands of deals all on market. Um, I feel like no one knows it better than I do. And I want to really give that playbook uh, to everybody that's coming to, to flip hacking. So I'm excited to be able to, to share some of those ideas. Awesome. I'm pumped about this. I'm going to have my notebook out and taking a ton of notes. I know my partner will be too, because it's like, this is something that of the eight or 900 houses that I bought in the past few years, I can probably count 10 that have been on the MLS and on market or come from realtors. It's just, it's like, we are really, really good at marketing and finding off market deals. And that's something that our community, I would say we're probably like one of the best in the world at is, is teaching this and, and, and using all these different strategies to find off market. And really for me, it's like list, list pulling and data. Like I can see the matrix when I see the list. And when I see all the numbers, I can figure out how to create a multiple on the money that I invest in marketing. But if I can find deals for free, like, holy crap, I'm, yeah. I'm interested in that. And so I don't know if you can do this, but is there like one tip that you would share um, that you can for like, that's because I want to, yes. I want to, I want people to leave this to say, you know what, these guys really are going to share everything. Like anybody yeah. that comes, we have 25 speakers that are going to step on that stage. And I tell every single one of them, like, you can't give like 60% of it and say, oh, hey, buy this thing or follow this for the rest. Like you, the presentation's got to be like, they can implement this thing. So I kind of want to show them that like, this is something they can do today that in the next two months they can show up and be like, oh, Jerry does know what he's doing. Like I did that and it worked. For sure. So the number one thing about on market is you have to do what I call the double dip technique. And the double dip technique is just the, the technical word for it is dual agency. Um, dual agency. And what I mean by that is you go directly to the listing agent who's listed that distressed property. So by going directly to the listing agent unrepresented, essentially what you're saying to that agent is you're saying, hey, I'm a cash buyer. I'm interested in your listing. That's a distressed property. I want to make an offer, but I'm not bringing my own agent representation. I want you to represent me. And by doing that now, you're actually allowing them to get the buyer side commission. So you're, you're, you're doubling their revenue on that transaction. And, it, and it's very motivating to work with you because they're not only getting the 3% from the listing side, but now they're getting the other 3% for the buyer side. And this works even in a non-dual agency state like Florida or Texas. Uh, dual agency, not so much, but uh, I, do a lot of, I do a lot of double dip and a lot of my students are doing double dip in Florida where there's no dual agency. What they're doing is they're doing um, designated agency where another agent in the office is doing it or they're just doing a transaction coordinator where the agent will not represent either party. Trust me, the agent will figure it out. You just offer it to yeah. the agent and they'll figure out the right structure where they're gonna get compensated more by working with you, the investor. So the key here is creating a vision with that agent. So the, the vision is, hey, I plan on doing 12 deals this year in this market. Bring me all of your distressed properties that you get. When you sit down with a seller and they've got a distressed property, call me, let's work out a deal off market, or let me have a shot at giving you a cash offer on that deal. I'll, I'll give you the buyer side representation. Now what happens is those agents will start to call you with their distressed properties. I now do very little work in my key markets with agents because I built such a, a relationship with so many agents that now they just call me. Every, every, every year I have agents calling me, calling me, calling me with their deals. And many of them never even make it to the MLS because we work out a deal off market. 
And so mm. it's a long-term vision of creating relationships with agents who are going to get distressed properties. And again, like you mentioned, zero marketing costs. So by doing this strategy, if you do it right, the way I'll show you how to do it, then uh, you don't spend any money on marketing that you just get repeat, repeat business from agents. And that's very cool. So good. Okay, guys, if you, I, I wrote double dip technique. I love this. So, uh, guys, yeah. it, this is just a small, like, this is like the little appetizer before the main course. So yeah. if I, I can, I know for a fact that Jerry and the other 24 speakers are going to bring the heat at this event. So you have to be there. Um, you're not going to get the, the double dip technique and all the other systems, the full system anywhere else. So go to fluppackinglive.com. It's in Orlando, October 13th, 14th, and 15th. I am really excited about this event. We're putting in upwards of a million dollars to throw this party for you guys. So if, if somebody was throwing a million dollar party for me and all I had to do was get a ticket and get my butt there, you, can, you better believe I'm gonna be there. And the, I'd say a lot of what happens is being in that environment and being immersed in it, it changes the way that you see things. Jerry talked about the vision that you cast for yourself. Your vision will grow significantly by being in the room. Um, a lot of people are asking for virtual and things like that. Like we've done that in the past. It's not something that we're doing this year. Like you've gotta be in that room. And uh, the immersion of three days being there and, and moving out of your environment, coming out of your business, coming away from your life, that's important to cast that vision to work on your business and, and to really be in a place where you can gather ideas and information and start start figuring out how to implement them in your life and your in your business. And, and Bill, that's, your business why, that's why I'm going, I mean, I wanna be in a room with you. I wanna be around the energy and learning from the, the other speakers that you've invited to be at this event. It's so critical that you surround yourself with that type of energy, that type of vision, it's gonna it's gonna be life changing to be in a room for three days with what you put together. So it's really yeah. exciting. I'm excited to have you there as a speaker. I'm also excited the fact that you're actually gonna be there the whole time and kind of like so if you don't know, we do roundtables on Thursday night if you're listening. Jerry will have a round table, I'll have a round table, all we'll have about 25, 26 of these round tables where the speaker's gonna be there. You can actually sit down with them for like a couple hours and ask them direct questions of what you have going on, some things that they might teach or or get an idea. And that stuff is in that valuable. I I never go to events where the speakers are actually like they're there. You can actually meet them. You can talk to them. You can ask them direct questions. Um, so the VIP gets like an extra hour, hour and a half of that. And then uh, general admission comes in um, after the VIP gets like one-on-one -on -one time with all of them. Then the general admission comes in. So that's that's a big perk and benefit of kind of upgrading to VIP. Um, but you'll have time, even as general admission, you'll have an hour, hour and a half with all those speakers, you can sit down at a table with me and ask me questions, sit down with Jerry and ask him questions. And every single person that's gonna be there will be there on Thursday night to kind of just be there just like you. Like, I tell you what, if you sit down next to Jerry, you'll realize, or me, you're gonna realize that, oh, make a million dollars a year or they're flipping this house and made a million dollars profit. It's like, they're, we're just like you. We're just like you. Yeah. We just have, uh, like, we just shifted, like th Jerry talked about, our thermostat. The thermostat change and yours will immediately change like just walking in that room your thermostat will go from 55 to 70 and yeah, then all we need to do is go to 90s and catch you on fire you can't put a price tag on being in that room for three days being around yep. all those people for three days you can't it's incredible yep. and i i just go i will go to event after event after event i love going i just went to my a good friend of mine pedro adeo's event he's got a christian entrepreneur um program that he does and it was it was a wealth it was christian wealth teaching for one day and I was in a studio in Las Vegas I was there in the audience and I was I have eight pages of notes 
And he was talking about basics of stocks and bonds and real estate and but there were a couple things that I pulled. It was, I mean, it was very basic on the wealth side, but I'll tell you what, it was way advanced on the biblical side for me. Mm. And I just got so much information from that that I was like, man, like he invited me there as a friend to see the event, see the studio, see what he did. He expected me to stay for 15 minutes. I stayed for 10 hours. And I was like, this is amazing. This the amount of content that is here that he was charging $8 for, $8.18. I was like, oh my gosh, the, <laughs> this is gold. And so. I, I will attend these for the rest of my life to, I'll, and I'll just pluck a couple things. So if you're high level and you're like, oh, this is very beginner, it's basic, it's not. Like you're gonna see something in there and a five or 10% tweak in your business is massive when you're running a multi-million dollar company. And then if you're just getting started, it's not too, it's not too extreme for you either. You're going, there's gonna be tons of new people, beginners, and just like we said, your thermostat's gonna be turned up. Every single thermostat in there is gonna be turned up, mine included. So go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your ticket um, over, this is, Jerry's probably like the fourth or fifth speaker that I've announced and brought on the show. Um, we're, I'm gonna bring on as many as I can leading up to it. There's no possible way that I'm gonna get to them all, but don't wait, guys. The ticket price goes up like every couple weeks now, it goes up. It's gonna be $1,000 before the event. It's significantly cheaper now. Grab your ticket, don't wait. Go to fliphackinglive.com. Jerry, thank you so much. I had an awesome time oh. with you. I could probably, I could talk to you for like four or I five more hours. Day. I can't yeah. <laughs> Just be in person down there in Orlando with as many kids as you're gonna bring up to 10, so. We're gonna uh, book the hotel. What's that? We're gonna, we're gonna book half the rooms in the hotel. That's good because we always have a room block to fulfill. So, uh, all right, Jerry, thanks for being here with us. Everybody, I'll got, see you guys on the next show. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you later.